Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, hi, everyone. Today's show is sponsored by TD Industries, a premier values-driven organization that's mechanical construction and facility services. For almost 70 years, TD has embraced a culture of servant leadership, which we'll be talking about in just a minute. One of the outstanding things about TD is that they continually seek to develop trust partner relationships with their customers and as such today's program is about one of those partnerships a 28-year partnership between Denton Independent School District and TD Industries and I think the story here has so many different aspects to it so I'm excited to welcome today Brian Lillard with TD Industries who's the Vice President of Facilities and Dr. Jamie Wilson who is the Superintendent of the Denton Independent School District so welcome gentlemen thank you glad to have you so I'm just gonna start out with a big wide open question What's the story here? What's the real story? We've got two organizations, but for people who are listening, what's the story? Well, I think it's a story of of partnership. Uh, For 28 years, TD Industries, I think, has helped uh, the the Denton Independent School District focus on what they do best, and that's educating students. All right, and what do you think the story well, is? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a, that's a great question. And in the school business, we really work hard to try to find as many innovative ways as possible to get resources in the classroom where our teachers can make the biggest difference with our students. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways that you do that is by having good partners that can help you do uh, the mechanical, the electrical, the, the different pieces that aren't necessarily educating students, mm-hmm. but are important for the work that we do and, and how those things how those things work together. So Dr. Wilson, share with us about you and your background and uh, coming to the Denton Independent School District. Well well thank you. I um I'm about to start my eighth year as superintendent of schools and I've been in Denton um, this started my fifteenth year. And we have been building schools each and every year. In fact we have built eleven schools in ten years. Um, we've we have over six million square feet of building space. So we're constantly looking for ways that we can be more efficient in our design, um, the way that we can really maximize our resources for for what we do best. And um, I just finished up a a two-year term as the the chair and president of the Fast Growth Schools Coalition across the state. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people know and realize that Texas is really drawing a lot of families, a lot of new people to our state. Mm -hmm. The economy is doing very well. Um, interestingly enough, about 80% of all of those new students fall in about 80 school districts in the state of Texas. And you're the f- you are the fastest growing, aren't you, school district in this whole area? Well, there's there's really it's it's Denton, Frisco, and Northwest, depending mm-hmm. upon lots and how many home closings you have, and we're all right there together in the same the same region. So 
Um, Frisco's probably a little faster than us. We're probably a little faster than Northwest. This goes back and forth all the time. So, how many? Tell us how many schools. How okay, many so we, we buildings? have um, we have like I said, we have over six million square feet of, of space, mm-hmm. um, and we have forty five buildings. Um, when we finish with our construction, we finish growing out. We're, we're currently in about sixty five square miles um, with our schools, and we we take up one hundred eighty square miles. So we're about a third of the way finished. Um, with, we're opening our twenty fourth elementary school this year. Um, we have eight, eight traditional middle schools and then four comprehensive high schools and then three other schools of choice and two early childhood centers. So it's, it's always moving and, and always shaking. It's a great place to be. I love that smile, so I can't help but ask this question. What are you being there now just, what, eight years uh, as a superintendent? Right. What do you love the most about what you're doing? I think we're making a difference in our community for our students and for our families um, and really adding value to the economics of our area. I mean, without a a quality workforce, this growth in Texas wouldn't continue. And that's what our goal is to do, is to not only educate and provide a good workforce, whether it be college or career or military, Mm -hmm. um, but also help our adults in our community with good high paying, you know, living wage earning jobs. Sure. And um, that's one of the reasons this partnership is important to us, because it allows for us to create opportunities for for people in our community to grow and develop with an outstanding corporate partner. That's a great segue to Brian ask you what from your perspective what's this partnership doing for the community and for education and and uh, so forth. Well so a number of things he talks about providing opportunities within the community Uh, I think more than half of our technicians that are on site at the Denton ISD actually live in the school district. Um, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> that alone is providing back uh, to the community. Uh, we also are working with the school district to assist them with their technical programs so that as students graduate from a technical program that they could roll into apprenticeships with, with TD. Tell us about that. So uh, I think a lot of folks know that there's a skills gap out there. Yes. You know, there's been a, a generation of young folks that aren't, being uh, aren't having the access to technical training or not choosing that and so us as a service provider we struggle day to day in looking for qualified talent to bring into our organization and so by forming a partnership with Denton ISD on that level uh, that folks that are coming out of their technical training programs they can have an opportunity through TD Industries uh, to begin learning a, a trade electrical plumbing yeah. HVAC I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more because I personally run into a lot of young people who they just really don't know what they want to do and sure. some of them are bent toward trades and you know we used to have in our high schools we used to have the trades we don't anymore like we did so I'd like to know more about if someone's listening and they know someone that just isn't going to go to college doesn't want to go but they've got talent they've got leadership ability tell us more well uh, TD prides itself on developing uh, individuals for careers uh, in fact, our mission statement talks about that, that we want to provide outstanding careers for our partners. So I personally would like to hire only individuals that don't know anything and, and, and train them. And train so we them. can do that. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage anybody who has an interest, if they have any mechanical aptitude at all, uh, they don't have to have the skills training. We can provide that 
then go to our website to our careers page and apply for a position well how would a young person know if they have abilities in in the different aspects that the company offers air conditioning and plumbing and whatever I, I would say if someone has a mechanical aptitude, if they like to figure out how things work. There you go. If they like to fix things. Uh-huh. You know, if they're the person in the family that's always called upon to set up the, uh, I was about to say VCR. But what, is, what is a VCR? <laughs> I don't think anybody has a VCR <laughs> anymore. What that is. The iPhone. Right? What was that? You know, if mom calls you to <laughs> fix your iPhone. i with that. <laughs> you know, then you, you've probably got a mechanical aptitude. I think that's great, and I also know TD is very, very heavily involved in getting women in the trade. Exactly. So, so you're taking advantage of their expertise. So how does the leadership aspect of, of all of this come into play, Dr. Wilson? Well, there's a couple of things on the leadership front. Um, first, we opened our Career Center in 2005, so we're 14 years into really working with students to, to move into the trade industry and to be contributing members in that in that arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order for us to prepare that workforce the way it needs to be, we have to have outstanding partners leading the way with what do you want these students to know? What uh-huh. do you want them to do? Um, how do you want them to be able to think? And so while we're working to get the resources into the classroom for teaching and learning with some of the things we're, that TD's providing and doing, the other leadership side of here's what we need, here's what the workforce is looking for, here's what TD values, um, and then we can we can use some of their trainers, some of their technicians, some of their folks to, to work hand in hand with our students in our career center, and then move right into the profession, and have a job that maybe they do want to go to school because they want to go into management. Sure. Uh, but it helps pay their way through, or they mm-hmm. may not. Right. Yes. They can grow. They can grow with the company. And you know, whenever you start thinking about mechanical and electrical and plumbing positions in a school system or a hospital or a municipality or or anything like that. Um, that's not your primary work right. that you're really mission-driven to do. Mm-hmm. And and if you're not careful, that will become the part of your organization that lacks the most, which then impacts the culture and the climate of the workers who are mm-hmm. subscribing to your mission. Mm-hmm. And so the leadership piece, I believe, is the the most important thing that we can do is to value those other those other pieces of the organization and of the business, frankly, sure. the business side of education of our students. Yeah. And, um, it's all about teaching and learning. Don't get me wrong, um, and that's that's what we're all about. Uh, but our our community had foresight to build a center in 2005, and we, and we probably need to open up our second one as soon as we can um, find the room to do it uh-huh. um, to to begin and continue to provide those meaningful experiences for our students. Is this unusual? Are you doing something that other school districts haven't? You, you know, I think other school districts are 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 there. They've done it in different capacities. Um, our partnership with TD for, I mean, it's going on 30 years. I mean, 28 years is 30 years in today's world, right? Right. So it allows us to see, you know, we may have hired someone right out of high school um, to work for us in our maintenance department. Um, and then they grow and they're really good learners, but they really could top out at a certain level with us. Mm-hmm. Um, when we move into our partnership with TD, it allowed them to grow even further and be and move up the organization. Mm-hmm. And um, I think really as as upper level vision type leaders we have to realize what's best not only for our for my students and our and our employees but also for those folks doing those jobs to give them a good sense of what they can do and where they can go and when he talked about over half their employees live in our school district you know there's a direct benefit to that all the businesses in our school district benefit from those employees living in denton right i mean we have restaurants we have banks we have car dealerships we have so when when those folks live here it creates a great experience for the overall economy 
Great story. Yeah, great, great story. So I have to ask you, what do you love the most about what you're doing? Well, I, what I like the most is being able to add value. Um, you know, sometimes what we do can be seen as a commodity. And so it's important to add value above and beyond just the day-to-day maintenance and repairs. And one example is what we do for the Denton ISD in relation to energy uh, efficiency and tracking of that and looking for savings and opportunities to save them money. And uh, that is money that can go directly back into the educating education of students how so let's talk about that because i know there have been some amazing numbers that i've been reading uh on the site uh, about the money that you've saved and where it goes so i'd love to know more about how you're when you're on the site the things that you're doing um that you're really proud of that are td-ish that are efficiencies and analytics or whatever well so the the first piece of all that is making sure that we do the day-to-day and that we do it well. And what's day-to-day? The day-to-day would be maintenance and repair of the facilities, and that's changing air filters, that's changing the belts on on an air conditioner, making sure the light bulbs are operating. So we need to make sure that we do that well. Uh, and then we need to have tools available to us that allow us to monitor the performance of the facility yes uh, because all those things that we do day to day you know sometimes things come into play that we're not able to understand and so the things that we are doing for Denton are tracking the energy usage to highlight anomalies uh, an example was a year ago the water bill on a particular school uh, facility skyrocketed in one month well without that tool we might not have caught that mm-hmm. and so we were able to look and locate a leak repair it and and prevent that from causing any further uh damage to the to the well that was in that case it was dollar savings mm-hmm. uh so so um, how much money did last year did you save i know you know the answer <laughs> i bet you do too i think it was the equivalent of two two teachers it was just just over one hundred thirty thousand. yeah right right one hundred thirty thousand yes. dollars yeah. saved yes. just last year right. equivalent of two teachers right. interesting right well, and to put that in, into even a bigger perspective, I told you about these 11 schools that we've built. We haven't added any money to our utility budget, adding that much square footage to the school district because of the, the efficiencies we're putting into place. And it's, it's having a good partner that can help you with installing LED lighting or mm-hmm. using your controls to really make sure that you're um, utilizing your facility to the, to the best of its ability. It's, um, we have five different energy providers when it comes to electricity and all those charge different rates, right? I mean, everyone has the choices a lot of times to go out and get their own electricity. Well, we're not that different in the school district either, mm-hmm. right? We have opportunities to go out and secure those rates as well, except for a couple of instances where we have a municipal electric company. But um, the, the importance of that is, is that we're able to look at and see how we can maintain some cost savings and then put those resources right back into the classroom. The biggest hidden expense in any school district is deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. I mean, any kind of, that you're deferring maintenance and, you're, and your equipment's not working the way it should mm-hmm. is really a drain on the resources. And um, having a good partner that can be there with you and to use your own vitals, right? When you go to the doctor every so often, they know what your blood pressure is. They know what your resting heart rate is. They know those things. And when they're out of kilter, they help you get it back in kilter. Same thing with proactive, with, yeah. very proactive yeah. with regard to that. And our maintenance, our maintenance people, men and women, 
they will do anything they humanly possibly can to get a, a classroom cooler or to get the lights back on. And sometimes that means taking some shortcuts to get it through the day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great to get through the day, but they may get caught off to something else later, and you realize that now this this uh, this chiller has been running for 24 hours because we we covered up an intake valve or something, right? Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. kind of intake system, and so it's having those those checks and bounces in place. That, oh yeah, we did that, so we could do this. We weren't sure to come back on. Mm. All those kinds of things that yeah. you know. Really, maintenance guys are kind of MacGyverish, right? They can oh, fix I anything. Like that. Yeah. MacGyverish. <laughs> they can kind of fix anything with a paperclip. <laughs> and um, when you when you start thinking about that, um, having a good and those are the people that really should should look towards this kind of a profession because with a little training they could really be MacGyverish, right? Certainly. And yeah. um, I think it's um, I think it's inherent upon us to really maximize it. And frankly. Um, I know people hear this a lot, but it's it's take care of not only the students and the learning and the teachers, but of our taxpayer dollars and make sure we're being efficient with those mm-hmm. and not just um, pushing those out for, for no apparent reason. And um, yeah. it, this isn't all about just changing human behavior, like turn the lights off when you leave the room or, um, you know, th- those kinds of things. It's about putting systems in place and learning how to use the information that you're receiving to make good decisions. Um. Brian, we have a question. I'm guessing it's for TD Industries. Um, they're asking uh, if they do only facility work with school districts, and, uh, and how about community colleges? Would you like to? So no, that? actually, TD works through a broad spectrum of of partner. Our partnerships cover a broad spectrum. So education, both uh, K through 12 and higher ed, community colleges, uh, corporate environments, healthcare as well as uh, with working with public entities like cities and states. Stadiums? Uh, so Good from day. a facility standpoint, not there yet, although we'd love to. Uh, uh, but from a construction standpoint, yes, that's actually one of our uh, our construction teams, uh, if you will, uh, focuses is on building stadiums. I'd love to go back to the fact that both organizations and the two gentlemen sitting here are values-based, and that's important. Uh, for those who don't know the values of servant leadership or what it is, I mentioned that when we first started, servant leadership, and TD is known for that. But what is it? What is servant leadership? That's a great question because I've only been at TD for about a year and a half. And so when I was looking to join TD, there was a lot of talk about servant leadership. And I'd heard the term, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't quite know what it meant, uh, and as I learned more, I felt that actually the way I was leading my life and r- running my businesses fit in line with that. So maybe I was practicing it, but I wasn't one around saying that it was servant leadership. So I think there are probably a lot of folks out there that are practicing servant leadership and not really knowing it. But what is it? It really means that as a leader, your job is to support the folks that work for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that the, you as the leader are not the focus. It's the team that works for you. And in, particularly in our business, we are selling people. Yeah. And so we need to support them. And I, as a leader, need to support them. and need to provide them with a career path and the training they need to do their job, the tools they need to do their job, the right environment to do their job, and uh, the right opportunities. Yes. You know, so our us as a business unit, we need to be continually looking for no, new opportunities so that as someone at the Denton ISD project, for instance, is ready to make that step up, mm-hmm. if there's not an opportunity in Denton, that they can go to that next uh, next opportunity. 
So that's the way I see servant leadership. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like you're just letting people walk over you. You're a servant. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Some people think that it means, well, okay, you got to get in there and get your hands dirty. Well, I can tell you, nobody wants me working on an <laughs> air conditioner. <laughs> So. You're not going to be MacGyver, huh? <laughs> no. Well, I got a little MacGyver in me. You don't but, do. uh, uh, Nobody's going to pay me for that. So, so, but it does mean pro- providing them that support and the, and the tools for them to do their job. Sure, mm-hmm. and that's what we all want in today's world. In uh, in the final times that we have together, you mentioned before the show that you're heavily involved in um, a board or something. You just tell, sure, sure. tell us about this side of you, right. because I always want to leave with you as individual people, as the leaders that you are and the experiences you have, what you're learning. So one of them, I'm sure, is from this involvement. Sure, I'll, I'll be glad to talk about that. And, and to Ron's point about servant leadership, it's it's about the value add that you that you leave all your relationships. Mm. You, know, you want to leave them in a better place than they were when you got there. Um, continuous improvement and and being being really together about making every relationship better because you guys were together, and mm. that's really what this is about. Uh, and because of that, I'm involved with the Children's Advocacy Center of Denton County, um, which is a a nonprofit organization that really works to help our the students in Denton County. Uh, children in Denton County who have been victims of abuse, um, sexual abuse, and different things in their mm-hmm. families or in the in the world, and and it, it tugs at your heartstrings. Um, but that's what leadership and servant leadership is about. I mean, mm-hmm. um, what a great place this would be if we all took the time to make every relationship we have better, and not always take from it but add mm-hmm. to it. That's and great. I think that's really the the gist of what we try to do and. From a school district's perspective, that's what we want our students to be able to do. And and I feel really, really good about the next generation when it comes to taking care of each other mm-hmm. um, and being together and not being divisive and, and really understanding each other from that perspective. And encourage other people to get involved in, in some way that you can serve. Your, your time is the most valuable thing that you have. Um, and it's also the most meaningful whenever you give that time to someone else. If you use it impactfully. That's right. Give me a couple of more. That's a really good leadership <laughs> lesson. What else in your in your whole journey have you learned that you'd like to right. pass on? You know, to the, me and others. The, the thing the thing about leadership, I think, is is um, really essential. Is that leadership is about not only adding value that we talked about earlier, but also um, teaching others how to teach others. Right. So uh. there's this. This long-standing quote about you're not a leader who develops a leader until they've developed a leader. So it's more about keep going that second and third level of leadership that that you really are making a difference and you really are, you know, spreading the good news and mm-hmm. and trying to um, make sure that yes, it's going to be hard decisions and at sometimes you have to make those hard decisions. Um, but I think the most important thing that that we've learned is there's always going to be a decision point, and the more feedback you can gather and the input you can gather before you make a decision, then that's considered feedback. But if you make the, you're gonna hear the feedback one way or the other, but (laughs) after the decision, it's usually criticism. Right. And so if you gather it beforehand, before you make a decision, then it's feedback and help help us get to this decision point. And if you can agree with about 80% of the rationale and the reasoning, then you're going to be okay with it. But if once the decision is made and you haven't had the opportunity to solicit that feedback, and it becomes criticism, then it's always going to be a yeah, but for every little thing. And even if you're 90% together, it won't matter because everybody's only going to focus on the 10%. 
So I really think mm-hmm. it's you know soliciting feedback before decisions are made because um, you're going to get the feedback one way or the other before <laughs> or after the decision. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just it's it's really simple for me um, to really try to collaborate and be engaged and, and involved and, and allow people into the decision making process. Ultimately, I'm going to be held accountable for the decisions. But frankly, I'm not responsible for any of those day-to-day things that happen in those 2,500 classrooms in our district, right? I mean, other mm-hmm. people are. Now, mm-hmm. I'm accountable for every decision they make, Yes. but I'm not responsible for making all of them. So if I'm not really teaching the importance of reflection, mm-hmm. looking at your decision-making as you work through it, then, then I'm the one who's missing, missing the ball. That's true accountability. I like that. True accountability. Wow. (laughs) What about you? Leave us with some great lessons that you've learned in your career. Well, I'd say from a leadership perspective that trust is is a big component for for me. And really a lot of what Dr. Wilson said plays into that. I mean, trusting the folks that work with you Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and providing them with the comfort that they can trust in you. And that you're going to do what you said you're going to do, and you're going to provide them the support that you've said you're going to provide to them. And so, uh, as long as the, that trust is built between the individuals, then uh, leadership becomes a much more um, easy, easier thing to do. And and trust still is at the top of the list every as time. the number one every time issue in most organizations and it's earned and learned isn't it mm-hmm, 28 years no question <laughs> that says a whole lot of of trust back and yeah. forth you bet what a great uh podcast we had today of learning two organizations that have lessons for anyone that it's about knowing your customer caring about the customer the customer mm-hmm. valuing the vendor in this case and and continuing to better each other instead of well what are they going to give me and well this time maybe we'll go internal maybe we'll save some money here we'll just do it ourselves no 28 years of this is is really a lesson i think for any organization or people listening who are parts of it so thank you both so much for being on the show today thank you you bet thank you for having us you're welcome you're welcome and i'm delighted that uh, td is our sponsor and they're going to have another wonderful uh meeting with us coming up in the near future so in the meantime i want to say thank you my listeners that are loyal it means so much to me i know that you can listen to a lot of podcasts but um do 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 what you know you need to do for the podcast which is share (laughs) go on the podcast share the podcast rate the podcast make comments i look at all of this the analytics really are important to me so thank you in the meantime you just stay authentic build your brand and always do it right thanks again bye now Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.